It's the Flyers Forecast with Steve Jaco and Craig Forsythe taking a look at your Flyers week ahead. Hello, people of Philadelphia, South Jersey, Delco, surrounding Philadelphia suburbs of all sorts. And I guess Finland, somewhere in Europe, people are listening to Flyers podcast, wherever you may be. Welcome back to the Flyers forecast. I'm Steve Jaco. This is Craig Forsyth with me, and we are looking at your week ahead for the Philadelphia Flyers. How is it going, Craig? Uh, it's going pretty well. I have completely forgotten about the game yesterday. I am going to pretend like the Flyers didn't play yesterday. So I'm looking, I'm pretty excited about the week ahead, and I think it can be a good week ahead, but we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, they, nothing they happened should. on Sunday for the Flyers. The nothing. only thing that Just, happened was the Eagles beat the Bills, and, and nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else. The only sports ball thing was the Eagles beating the Bills. That was it. And then we all went to bed at like four o'clock on Sunday and we all just woke up. So it's great. Ate some soup. We fell asleep. It was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But this week I'm feeling, um, I think, I don't know. I think they should win at least two of these games this week. And I won't be surprised if it was the first two games this week. I'm Mm. expecting a big rebound on Tuesday. Well, before, before we get fully into the games, Craig, how are the Flyers doing? How are they looking overall? Well, the last two games haven't been great. I know the the game on Saturday was the, an amazing third period, but the first two periods for that before that weren't exactly uh, wonderful. But overall, I mean, the Flyers have looked pretty good, and they look a lot better than they've looked. I mean, at any point last season, uh, and they're they're driving play really well. They're top ranked Corsi four percentage team, and uh, they're six and expected goals four percentage. Seventh in goals per game with 3.5. They're tied for 13th with uh, only allowing three goals against per game. Fifth-ranked power play and ninth-ranked penalty kill. Let's talk penalty kill real quick. Ninth-ranked. I think a huge part of that oh, is wow. Hayes. Yeah, and Hayes and also just not not letting in pucks. So that's a huge uh, – really helps the penalty kill. But <laughs> not I, letting in pucks. Yeah, that's a secret that pucks. I guess the team didn't know about. <laughs> I, apparently, all Dave Haxtell had to do was just tell – the team about that secret of not letting in pucks and we would have been much better off. Yeah, maybe uh, we can tell Dave on a uh, Saturday when he comes swinging around, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think overall they, they look better to me. Yeah, I, I know, think so. I, and yeah. if you had to rank where the flyers are right now on a scale of disappointingly small amount of steak at a, at a fancy restaurant <laughs> to Fred Flintstone brontosaurus steak in the drive through. Where would you rank the Flyers currently? Uh, Ruth Chris? Like a nice, I don't know, uh, like a middle-of-the-road steak? Uh, Outback. Yeah, we'll go Outback. Outback, the Outback Bloomin' version of a a steak is what we're at here. We'll go with that. (laughs) There we go. Not just even a steak from Outback. We have to make it obnoxiously. Flawless scale from the Flood Purple guys right here. <laughs> but they look uh, they what they've shown so far, you can believe that this team is better than they were last year and still see that there are some flaws. So you don't get too excited, I guess. I I feel like our projection might end up being right around what this team really is because we've seen a lot of improvement and it does feel like a team that is actually able to maybe do some damage in the postseason. But again, it's early on. It's only 10 games in. Yes, only 10 games in. And may I plug, if you want a more in-depth look at how the Flyers did last week, you should check out the BSH Brief with our own Kelly Ankle. Oh, yeah. Stuff right there. Definitely worth checking out. And let's move on to the games coming up this week. So first up, the Philadelphia Flyers travel west 
through the state of Pennsylvania, the one that William Penn founded oh so many years ago, to take on the Penguins of Pittsburgh and almost Kansas City at one point. Yeah, Flyers-Penguins Tuesday. Get excited, jabronis. Yeah, get excited because it might actually be, I, I feel like the Flyers are going to kill them. Now, keep in mind, oh, I also thought oh, the Flyers. Yeah, I thought the Flyers were going to get killed on Monday, but uh, I, I, I don't know. I think things are leading towards them coming out and and starting strong, and then when you look at how they've played, I think they're going to be able to take it to the Penguins. That's me. I think I think they want to rebound from the game on Sunday. They looked pretty bad all around on Sunday, and again, Saturday wasn't exactly the cleanest game until they kind of. Had to use all their energy in the third period, so I think uh, I think against Pittsburgh they should. Pittsburgh's kind of been playing a more defensive game if you look at their numbers. Twenty-first uh, ranked power play. Have on offense right now. Yeah, well, yeah. So let's let's talk about that because they. It, it sounds like they're not going to have Evgeny Malkin as at the time of this recording, uh, according to Penn's inside scoop, which is like their version of Bill Meltzer, except it takes like a few more people. Um, their projected lines were Jake Gensel, Crosby, Hornquist as the top line, Galchenyuk, Bukestad, somebody else besides Hornquist. I put that wrong in the notes. Dominic Cahoon, Jared McCann, Brian Russ, and then Aston Reese, Bluger, and Lafferty on the fourth line. Apparently, Malcolm yeah. was rotating in. Here's the thing. I don't know any of those names, so it doesn't really matter <laughs> who it is yeah. besides Hornquist. Well, yeah. so it's basically Sid Crosby and the gang. Pretty much, yeah. And they should be... Uh, Bukestad's just coming back from injury. He missed nine games. He returned on Saturday against uh, the Stars. Uh, and they could be getting Galchenyuk and uh, Doomlin back. So we'll see about yeah. that. Uh, and Brian Rush just came back. So the, all these names that really don't mean much, they're all... I will say the Doomlin one, I think, is kind of big because Doomlin and Latang has been Pittsburgh's top pair for a while, and they actually do... They are pretty good in terms of uh, tilting the ice in the Penguins' favor. So we'll see how that impacts them. But uh, yeah, everything else, I mean, they kind of do feel like a bunch of guys right now. Uh, and with that said, they are 13th in goals scored per game, 3.25. And they allow the sixth least amount of goals per game at 2.5 against uh, power play is not great. Penalty kills middle of the pack and then play driving numbers. there, middle of the pack as well. So really I feel like with the way the Flyers have been playing and generating uh, chances offensively, I, I think, they could get the better of the Penguins in terms of uh, who's better offensively on Tuesday. We that shall see. Would be, that would be the first time in a while. First time in a minute. The Flyers and Penguins. First time in a minute. I mean, but again, like, when you look at this team, I don't know how you feel about these first couple games. When was the last time you felt like you've watched a Flyers team like this? Oh, I can't remember. I mean, yeah, I don't want to. I'm not trying to. Maybe Lavi's like first or second year or something like yep. that i was gonna say i don't want to overblow it too much but the, i i haven't felt this way about a flyers team since 2011 12 in terms of how much they are able to do whatever the hell they did on thursday or on a friday night or saturday third time to charm saturday against the i mean Blue what even our days <laughs> a, a whatever they did came up with, it's, it's all relative yeah yeah it's a flat circle so it's uh um all but right, whatever all right, all right i don't think any hackstall team ever did what the team did on Saturday, which was be dead, be dead in the water going into the third period down by two, and then they just write off five goals, and not fluky five goals, like five goals they started taking it to Columbus when the game mattered. Type right, of they started, they just started hammering them. They put it yeah. in overdrive, and it wasn't like yeah, they they clawed their way back into this game and they earned that win. 
And it's, I mean, having Hayes and Katoria now is a huge thing in terms of uh, how teams kind of play defense against Flyers because they can't, you can't really just load up against Drew's line anymore. <laughs> it's, right. They kind of have to spread out, which I think is opening up some of the offense. So I think, I don't know. I, I think they, they should win on Tuesday. And also it's a big game just because of the way they play on Sunday and the Penguins. They had a, they were coming in. They had a three game losing streak before they beat the Stars on Saturday three uh, nothing, and then they have. I was I was telling Steve I was telling you about the uh, the schedule beforehand. They have all from uh, the only game they had from this past Thursday until yesterday when you're listening Monday was the game against the Stars, and then they play the Flyers, and then they have another three dollars three days off for the Oilers. So this is the only game they're playing in six days while the Flyers are going to finish their fourth game in six days and they traveled to chicago philly new york and then they gotta go out to pittsburgh so it's just one of those things where you're like what uh you know kind of an annoying schedule a uh, quirk where it seems like it doesn't what really were you guys thinking when you made this were you yeah. were you kind of high when you made yeah. this? i don't understand <laughs> a little high a lot of high like all the high i will say though this does set up there's no there's no excuse for if the penguins look bad there is there's nothing I mean, the Malkin thing is an excuse, sure, but he's been out for a while, and you're not losing a mid-game, and you know, going into the game, you don't have him. But this is your, this is, this is like an NFL schedule. This is your one game this week. The Flyers have been traveling all around. They look like shit two days ago. There's no reason why the Penguins shouldn't win. So hopefully, the Flyers come in and make a statement and kind of trample them, and then we can get excited about the Flyers. Like really excited about the Flyers. Yeah, but, yeah. Always um, a big game for both teams, though. Flyers Penguins, always an event to watch. So I, I'm excited. Hopefully the Flyers take it to them, and uh, I, I'm always pumped for Flyers Penguins, at least for the first five minutes until Crosby scores a really annoying side angle goal. <laughs> I will say too. I know I don't I don't know how much we want to talk about this, but uh, I think Chris Stewart in that game will be at least make it a little more interesting in terms of. Uh, Possibly fighting people, although I don't know. Well, I mean, he could fight Tanif. I think Tanif was one of the people I missed on the top six earlier, by the way. Again, but, does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. Guy, I mean, guy, guy, Crosby, guy, 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 guy. That guy team that Travis made a tweet about, they ended up winning the Stanley Cup. So, you know, you never know. Oh, uh, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that. That's just bad karma right there. <laughs> it's still incredible that that. It's so incredible that everybody agreed with that tweet, and then they just went on to win the Stanley. The fucking Pittsburgh, man. That's just what they do. Fucking Pittsburgh. So, well, actually, I should say we're watching them. The Steelers currently lose to the Dolphins on Monday Night Football. So maybe it's not all Pittsburgh. Maybe it's just the Penguins. Maybe. But, you know, nah, nah. it's all black and yellow at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Moving on from Pittsburgh, the Flyers head back east to the swamps of North Jersey to take on <laughs> the New Jersey Devils. The just going from just despicable team to despicable team. Although the Devils really are a welcome team to face at this point because they have looked real bad this year. Oh, yeah, they've looked like they've looked like a uh, dog shit so far. I did want to point out one thing <laughs> I've shit. noticed. You're just straight. You're going for it. Dog shit. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I want to point out the one thing I do love about the devil so far, too, is when I went to their website just now, apparently their slogan or like in, on the banner of the website is New Jersey Devils. We are the ones. So that's uh, a hell of a slogan. Yeah, I don't know what that means. And yeah. sheepishly back. <laughs> And wait for other teams to beat the shit out of us. 
But Stephen, can I make? I'm going to make fun of the Devils. I really can we do this real quick? Because again, oh, I wow. feel like you and I kind of pointed out that you know the Devils and Rangers. Yeah, they, they might be a pain in the ass a couple of years, and they've added some big pieces, but it doesn't mean anything right now. But yeah, people screamed about Mackenzie Blackwood and Artemi Panarin and everything. So let's read through these ranks of the Devils and Rangers real quick. Devils are 28th in goals per game and 29th in goals against per game. They're tied with the Rangers for 29th in goals against per game. So those two Is teams that, good? That, that the Flyers are supposed to be scared of. No, apparently not, according to, to numbers. Uh, 29th in the power play, 23rd in the penalty kill, 29th in Corsi 4 percentage, with the Islanders at 30th and the Rangers at 31st. Islanders at 30 is another reason why I wouldn't worry too much about yesterday. And then they're 27th and expect the goals four percentage with a 47.04, which it's bad. They, they've looked bad. They, they are bad. And uh, they have... Uh, and they should uh, feel bad. Yeah, they should feel bad. And they have... Uh, a four, This will be the fourth game. Their game against the Flowers will be the fourth game in a three games and four days span. They, play, they will play the Lightning on Wednesday. Then they're in Philly on Friday. And then they are traveling to Carolina on Saturday. So it's the, yeah, the third game of uh, three and four. Sorry about that. But a lot of traveling for the devil. So kind of whatever the Flyers uh, kind of got boned with the schedule in terms of playing the Penguins, it kind of feels like it might be going the other way around for the Devils, which is great because, I, I mean, who cares about the Devils? And, I mean, I'd rather them. I mean, there's know. maybe like a handful of guys in Brodeur jerseys up in North Jersey that yeah, swear that Scott Stevens was a clean player. They care, <laughs> but that's pretty much it. By the way, Scott Stevens, uh, they uh, he's host a show on NHL Network, or like he did the opening segment for a show on NHL Network today. And I was just thinking, uh, it's called Heads Up with Scott Stevens. <laughs> and if you don't keep your head up, he will actually wreck your life. He will take it clean off your body and not even blink. Uh, so for this game, though, I think this is. I'm hoping this is Carter Hart's rebound game. So are we expecting Elliott in the Penguins game and then Hart in the Devils game? I mean, are you going to play Hart on Tuesday? I don't know. Like, I don't know if I would play Hart on Tuesday. I don't know if it's – I don't know what came out today. I didn't see anything about a decision on who to start today. Um, But I I think I would go with – I think I'd go with Elliott just because he's looked fine the last couple games. And Hart, I mean, I don't know what – I don't know what Sunday was. Uh, I just wouldn't play him on Tuesday because I think Tuesday is a winnable game, and I think it means a lot because it's the Penguins, and then you have to play hard on the back-to-back on Friday and Saturday, and I think he's already beaten the Devils. They're a shittier team. That will be a good confidence booster if he goes in and plays well against them. That is my thought process. Stephen, what are you thinking? (laughs) I, you know, you can't really fault your thought process there. Uh, it's Hart just starting has played, what, one game in the past week. Yeah. And he just looked yeah. terrible in that game. So, uh, yeah, it's probably probably an Elliott game, but we'll see. I don't know what uh, Big Al's got planned for that one, but uh, it, it seems like a pretty good, pretty good prediction, if you will, for those. Yeah. So, and I mean, I, I expect Elliott to play fine on Tuesday because I, I expect the Flyers to kind of dictate play on Tuesday. I kind of expect them to be the ones getting the majority of scoring chances and looking like the better team on Tuesday. So maybe that's how it plays out. If it turns out going the other way and the Flyers are getting shelled and they got to rely on Brian Elliott to dig him out of trouble, 
it's not going to feel as good as a win <laughs> as a win if that happens. But it'll like, feel very familiar if that happens. Yeah, it'll, though, it'll feel like the last couple of years. Was, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, uh, and they, I mean, their only big thing with them right now is uh, well, besides the whole turmoil of being a crappy team, Connor Carrick just went underwent successful surgery to help a broken right pinky finger, and he'll be out four to six weeks. So not there's not much going on with the Devils. <laughs> besides, is there anybody to worry about? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's Taylor Hall. Um, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't think so. No, nobody that I, that comes to mind that I'm really excited to watch with the Devils. I mean, the only guy I really, Kyle Palmer is a guy who's pretty good that kind of goes under the radar because he is a 20 goal scorer on a team that needs a lot of other pieces. Or I shouldn't even say 20. He routinely gets 25 goals, so he's a pretty good player. And he can he knows how to score pretty well, but he just I mean he's on the Devils and they don't really have offense or defense and they kind of are hoping to f- find a goalie. So he's just kind of no man's land in terms of a recognition across the league. That's that would be my person to watch. All right, so your one person to watch besides Taylor Hall is Palmieri. Got it. <laughs> and then yeah, I mean. <laughs> the, the Flyers travel back to Philadelphia. Just hop down ninety five travel back to Philadelphia to take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, that's always a tough matchup, especially considering the firepower the Maple Leafs have these days. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, right now they aren't quite on top of their, their game, but uh, they, yeah, like you said, it is the Leafs. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how the Flyers offense, which has looked pretty well so far this season matches up against the Leafs offense. Um, And I think an interesting aspect of that game is, so far this season, and kind of ever since they got him, the Leafs kind of leave Frederick Anderson out. Uh, they hang him out to dry a lot, and he bails them out in a lot of situations. So if the Flyers are able to get the usual amount of scoring chances they've gotten so far, they might actually be able to um, get out and on top of Toronto, too. So to me, again, these are all – these seem like winnable games, especially these first two. I think they can. the Flyers can win these first two. Uh, it, it'll get interesting on, on Saturday, though. Because I think uh, I don't think the Flyers have played an offense like Toronto's yet. And the one time they did was the Flames game. And that was... Uh, well, the Flames really aren't as dynamic offensively, but the, the Flyers didn't look too great against the Flames. Well, hopefully the- without the West Coast-Canada trip, you know, affecting them and the, the crappy schedule at the beginning of the season, hopefully that makes a difference here and they could be a little more prepared and uh, be able to be a little stingier defensively. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, I mean, if that is, if that is Elliot again, uh, hopefully he isn't, you know, starting to slow down or get injured. That's the big thing with me uh, with Elliot right now. And I'm sure that's where everybody else is at. And I think he already alluded to it earlier, but Last the, the the forecast I did last week, I think I said something about how I wanted Elliot to get in against Chicago and then one of the, the back-to-back games, so it wasn't all Carter Hart, but I didn't want Brian Elliott to play all four of these games, and I know I want him to start the fifth game, but I didn't want him... I, I don't want him playing five straight games because this is how he gets injured, and he's... I mean, that's what Hack did. Hack would ride yeah, him into the ground, yeah, exactly. despite the fact that Brian Elliott's about 67 years old. Yep, and then if... Elliot goes down and Hart still 
going through whatever this is, uh, then we're kind of in the goalie situation from last year, just with a lot, it seems like a lot better team and systems in front of the goaltending. But still a little bit of time from there. There's a lot of jumps to conclusions there that uh, that really still need to go through. I mean, we still got to assume that Hart's going to be in a funk for a lot longer and that Elliot is going to get hurt and then the whole bottom falls out from there. But I... Bust I, out I really think... jumps to conclusions board. <laughs> yeah, except I'm not going to make millions for it. But I also, you know, didn't uh, get hit by a car to also get there. Anyway, they... Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> hey, well, all right. That's just <laughs> I mean, that's let's just not... <laughs> I, let's not make that a not yet thing, but okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. I mean, that's pretty much I it. Love. No. So the yes. Leafs, tough matchup. Oh, the... Always a tough matchup. Yeah, the I think the biggest storyline for that is He's forever. I think John Tavares might be back by then. It sounds like from his uh, broken finger, uh, just in time to uh, his revenge game against Philly after he didn't sign here in the summer of uh, 2018. So I'll never forget. That's because uh, Ron didn't try. He didn't. Yeah, try. he didn't even try. He didn't try one bit. John Tavares is like, baby, I just want to go home. Just send me home. Send me home and to Philadelphia. R.H. picked up the phone. He's like, uh-uh, you go north and you stay up there. He's like, you We all know John bitch. Tavares grew up in a room with cheesesteak phone and <laughs> posters of Rocky. And just he just a... wanted to head home. No, we, we know he's been nursing himself back to health in his Toronto-based room with Maple Leafs posters <laughs> everywhere. He actually, when he moved back to Toronto when he signed with the Leafs, he got his childhood room Same back. room. Same room, same, same exact sheets. Same, same sheet. It's all the same. So yeah, uh, I mean, and also the the Leafs, uh, their game against the Flyers is their only game in a six day span as well. Uh, they host the Caps Tuesday or today when you're listening, and then they host the Kings the following Tuesday, and the Flyers are their only game in between. So there you go. So two weird kind of schedule uh, snafus coming back to work against the Flyers a little bit here. But whatever. I mean, I'm not saying the league's against Philly. I'm just, I guess, pointing out all the facts for it. Yeah, I mean, you know, when it's there, it's there. I'm not Weird, making it wild stuff, Craig. Weird, wild stuff. So who is who is your flyer to watch out for this week? Who is your, uh, your hot-button flyer of the week, if you will? I mean, I guess it's got to be Hart, right? That's probably the biggest storyline right now is Hart. All right, so I, you, but you know how we've been saying, like you, you're the guy to watch, like the guy you think is gonna, like a guy, yeah, do some stuff, uh, art, or are you going with somebody else? I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Ghost. I'm gonna say he rebounds because he's had he took some mine. real fucking bad games here. So I'm gonna say he kind of maybe collects himself defensively, hopefully, uh, maybe puts in another goal or two, and then he isn't a big concern. Because right now, it's um, it's some stuff. But, yeah, so Steve, who are you watching? <laughs> I was going to say Ghost, but uh, yeah. I'm going to have to change it since you already took mine. So, uh, you went Ghost. Do you want to do I'm... <laughs> No, I'm not going to go with Hart. I am going to go with... I'm going to go with Kevin Hayes. Oh, all right. I I'll tell you this. You think he's uh you think he's overpaid at all anymore? I know. I think we even talked about this last week, but I I don't, early reviews I, are great. Early reviews are great. Yeah. I I love what he's brought to the team. I think he's a, a perfect top six compliment right now. 
And for what he's bringing to the team currently, yeah, he's definitely not overpaid. Uh, we can talk in a couple years, but right yeah. now the seven and seven is uh, pretty tasty. Yes. <laughs> it's it's going down smoothly. So, <laughs> well, that's all we got. But uh, thanks for listening to the forecast. If you have any feedback, be sure to follow us on Twitter. You can find Craig at Sports Are Bad. Yeah. Yes, you can. I mean, I uh, I'm gonna have a line by line out on Friday, and not at 3 p.m. Hopefully, it'll come out at a reasonable time. So that and uh, that's about it. I mean, we got the perps. You know what else? Out. I was gonna say. You know what else is out on Friday? Yeah. The perps. Yeah, the perps coming purbs. out Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big Friday up. Three and a half hours. Six games. Uh, do not word promise the in there. <laughs> Do not promise the people a 3.5 hour episode because <laughs> then they're going to be very disappointed when it's when only it's... two hours <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true yeah yeah that's right i won't say that so expect a cool 16 minute flight on friday nothing 16. more nothing less yeah so uh flight friday uh you can follow me at the fly purbly account you can also follow me at Esteban, but make it fly purbly be sure to check out all of our great podcast offerings we got fly purbly we got bsh radio but you probably knew that already the bsh mm-hmm. brief. you got bills post games so much good stuff checking out the competition great stuff coming at you for broad street hockey and we got you all week right now with podcast tent that tangy tent is here for you guys Mm-mm-mm. All that tangy tap. Oh yeah. Don't cut that out. Leave that in. Leave the weird grunts. I'm 100 percent leaving. Okay, that. all right. I was gonna say 100. percent Come on. No doubt about it. Gang, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out all this great podcast. Follow BSH Radio, Broad Street Hockey, as well on Twitter. Like Broad Street Hockey on Facebook, and of course, be sure to rate, subscribe, all that good stuff on all of your favorite podcast services. I'm Steve Jacob. This is Craig Forsyth. Thanks for listening. And until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey.